Please be seated for our Bible reading. This reading is taken from Exodus chapter 2, verses 1 to 10. Now, a man from the house of Levi went and married a Levite woman. The woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw he was a fine baby, she hid him for three months. When she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and plastered it with bitumen and pitch. She put the child in it and placed it among the reeds on the bank of the river. His sister stood at a distance to see what would happen to him. The daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river while her attendants walked beside the river. She saw the basket among the reeds and sent her maid to bring it. When she opened it, she saw the child. He was crying and she took pity on him. This must be one of the Hebrews' children, she said. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and get you a nurse from the Hebrew women to nurse the child for you? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Yes, so the girl went and called the child's mother. Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child and nurse it for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed it. When the child grew up, she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and she took him as her son. She named him Moses, because, she said, I drew him out of the water. This is the word of the Lord. Well, we've got a bonus for you this morning, because you haven't got me speaking to you. So you've got, this is, this is Sally, the church's new children's youth and families mission. I thought I'd just introduce her, just in case you were wondering who the person was who was speaking to you this morning. So Sally's been in Jersey now for just over a, a month, basically, and I'll let her explain a bit more about her. But shall we pray for her first? as we listen to what God has to say through her. So Father God, we pray for for Sally now and the words that you have given to her. May you speak through her to us. We pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would just give her the joy of your presence to radiate your truth and your grace to us today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Morning, everybody. Goodness me, that is tall. I'm going to stand to the side. (laughs) Okay. This is a huge deal for me. Number one, I'm not actually from an Anglican church. Please don't scold me. Um, I'm used to talking in a community centre. So... Picture the difference for me. Um, 
when, when Ian asked me to talk to you guys, I was like, wow, that's so exciting. And then the nerves started kicking in. So do excuse me if my voice gets a little bit squeaky. Um, that's what tends to happen when I get a bit nervous. But I'll try and stick to my, my script this morning. So this morning, we, um, we've read Exodus 2, which is an amazing story about motherhood and sacrifices that mothers make. We're going to talk about treasure in our lives. So because it's Mother's Day, naturally, I have the best opportunity to say thank you so much to all the mothers, all the women in the room. You're awesome. All the women that are not mothers, you're awesome. Because you mother other people. You don't have to have biological children to be a mother. You're amazing and inspiring anyway. And you are treasured by God. Men, don't switch off. This is also for you. You are treasured as well. So when I say you're treasured, do some of you think, well, I remember when my teenage daughter used to speak to me in a horrible way when she was tired. I didn't feel treasured. Or perhaps some of you will think, well, my husband doesn't say thank you every time I do the dishes. I don't feel treasured. Or perhaps this pandemic has made a lot of you feel a bit invisible and a bit unimportant and not treasured because we're all quite lonely or we have been lonely over the past year. Including myself in similar thoughts. So when people tell me, Sally, you're so good with young people and all the children look up to you and you're so great, how much patience you have. And then I go home and I'm with my children and I shout. I lose my temper and I definitely don't have enough patience. So I feel like a fraud and I don't feel like a treasure. That's just some of my life. But my main aim this morning is to remind you and myself that our value doesn't come from our husbands saying thank you. It doesn't come from our children saying thank you. And it doesn't come from whether we have children or not. Our value and our affirmation and appreciation comes from Christ alone. And I know I'm trying to apply that to myself as well because we don't remember that every day, do we? And not in a, oh, here it's Mother's Day, I got you some flowers, because society had to tell me, because on one day I give you flowers. Every day Jesus gives you flowers. Every day God wants to remind you that you are treasured, that you are next to him, that he is in your heart. And he wants to tell you, when I made you, I thought you were good. Before you were born, I thought you were good. When you do those things in secret, I know you are good. This is hitting me as well. (laughs) Even when God sees our weaknesses, when we lose our temper, when I lose my temper with my children, God still thinks I'm good, treasured. And of course, these are not my words. These are words from the Bible. And we hear in Psalm 139 that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. What about the things that you treasure? Your kids, your wife, your husband, your friends, your colleagues, your home, maybe your vehicles, the island, your finances, this church, where you serve in church. And how has COVID made you think about your treasures and how tightly you hold them? Do you have grandchildren? 
How hard has it been for you not to see them the past year? You can see them today. <laughs> for my mum, uh, I have two children. I have Cassian, who's nearly four, and Merida, who's two. And my mum was a massive support when they were born and still is today. She used to have them twice a week, which is a brilliant break. If you are grandparents, we love you. (laughs) But for my mum, myself and my husband and her grandchildren were her greatest treasure. So when we announced that we were moving here, you can imagine how tricky that was. And she's finding it hard now. I am as well, to be fair. I miss my mum. She's a massive support And sometimes I think, actually, I might be holding her a bit too tightly. And perhaps moving to Jersey is a big test for me to go, it's okay, God's got it. Still got my mum, she's just across the ocean. I wish I could give God more control, much like Moses' mum did. And much like me, so are you holding your treasures too tightly? And if they were taken away for whatever reason, how would you feel? Would you feel lost or incomplete? Would it affect your faith if some of your treasures were taken away? God has a plan. He gives and he takes away. And we're also given promises from God, and it's for all of us and the treasures that we hold in our hands. Like Moses' mother in the verse that we heard, she held her treasure and trusted God with him. And how hard that would have been to let go. What a test of faith. I want faith like that. And we see later on that she gives up her son again by trusting Pharaoh's daughter. And she demonstrates that she trusts him with her whole life and not just one time, not just one pushing out of the basket Another and another and another. God honours the faith that we have and the faith that will grow over time. Moses' mother teaches us how to stand firm on our faith in the one who created us and he lets us know that we are his treasure. Moses' sister also demonstrates how she treasures her baby brother. She's kind of the missed character in this story, isn't she, sometimes? But actually, what faith? And I wonder how old she was. It might say, I'm not sure. When she sees her mother trusting God with Moses in the basket, and she ends up being the one who brings the baby back. Amazing. She sees the treasure, cares for it, returns it to the person who treasures it the most. God must have planned the sister to be standing there watching, don't you think? God is so good. And another thing to consider is the influence that the mother's faith had on her daughter. What an incredible sacrifice that was for the daughter to see faith in action. Not just going to church on a Sunday, not just prayer time, but faith in action. And I wonder if our kids, when I'm not losing myself, and our grandchildren see our faith in action too that inspires them now remember you are a treasure to your families too no matter what good or bad they see in those faith-filled moments that you are being watched God is holding you and presenting you to your family going look 
that's faith. Imitate this, that's faith. You're a family, do it together. Our treasures are counted as special because we are also special and God will help us on how tightly we hold them. Now, special and good are very child-friendly words, so do excuse me if I don't, oop, if I don't go a lot higher than that. Um, that's just what I'm used to. <laughs> the good news is that we're never discounted by God. We're always promised the best. And we can be safe in the knowledge that God treasures what we treasure, and he knows what we need and what we don't need. So what are you holding on to? What do you need to give up? With that said, let's bring our prayers and our treasures to God now, shall we? Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the moments that we share this morning. Thank you, God, for Mother's Day. Lord, we bring to you the people who find Mother's Day difficult this morning. For mothers who are shielding, for mothers who have lost children, for women who have not had children and desperately want them, Lord. God, we pray for women who have their whole families around them. Thank you for that. And we pray, God, that you will meet every person in their circumstances. And God, we know that you'll make sure that they feel loved today. Thank you for women who care for us in so many ways. And God, we pray for our beautiful yet damaged world. We pray that we will care for those around us and for the environment that we live in and that we receive from. We know that you work all things for good, Lord, and we give you all our world and we trust you with it. We trust you. And at this this time, in a global pandemic, we lift up all the medical teams, all the nurses, all the midwives, Lord, that are making people mothers in a physical way. All the people working on a vaccine and all those caring for people who are suffering physically and mentally and spiritually as a result of the pandemic. God, we know that you are bigger than this and that you have a plan. Our church is in your hands. We pray that we make the right decision when opening our physical doors and how to meet people where they are at spiritually and to help one another integrate socially again after such a long time. We pray for people who are meeting up in person today, Lord. Pray for wisdom. Pray that you would come into those homes this morning and this afternoon. We thank you for everything that the global church has stepped up and done through this challenging year, through sermons online, to food deliveries, to meeting up with one person at a time for a walk, just to check in. We pray that you teach us more ways where we can support the people in our church and the wider community so they can meet you in a tangible and real way. And now, Father, we just think about the people that are on our hearts at the moment. Think about the people that are sick that we know. The people in our church who need your support, your love. We bring them to you now.
Thank you, Lord, that even when we pray at the same time, whether in the silence, whether out loud, whether screaming at the top of our lungs, you can hear every single one of us all at the same time. Thank you, Lord, that you live and reign in our hearts. We pray that we will feel treasured today and for the rest of our week. Would you remind us of that? We love you, Jesus. Amen.